unnecessary intro song to totally waste your time. Why you got that hairdo? I don't know. I like that hairdo. You got a problem with my hairdo? Yeah, it doesn't belong to you. That hairdo belongs to a guy named Darren, and he's a different color than you. Wait, so why did Darren, how did Darren invent this hairdo? He's the first one that had it, and his friends got it too. You're, 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 you're doing cultural appropriation, man. It's not cool. Yeah, I don't know. I think I'm just having my own hairdo. Um, I guess I probably saw it somewhere else. It was on the wall at the um, hairstylist place. Yeah, because they stole it. Because they stole it from Darren. Yeah, but I've seen lots of people besides Darren have this haircut. It's pretty common. In fact, it's kind of actually the way it grows out of my head. No, you specifically... uh, You... You specifically combed it that way. (laughs) I don't know what to say. I don't know what to say. You know, all culture is appropriation. That's exactly what culture is. You know, I I realize I'm not converting anybody here with this little podcast with an audience of uh, 1.5. <laughs> so the most I'm going to do here is um, maybe prep a few of you with um, quippy comebacks when people accuse your hairdo of belonging to somebody else. You know, I'm sure you've already thought it through, but let's just for fun because you're driving or you're not working or whatever you're doing. Uh, maybe you're on a hike. Let's just. Um, Let's just uh, drill down into this a little bit. Uh, What is culture? Noun. The arts and other manifestations of human intellectual achievement regarded collectively. Hmm. Not individually, but collectively. Refined understanding or appreciation of culture. Men of culture. That was an example. Two. The customs, arts, social institutions, and achievements of a particular nation people, or other social group. Hmm. How does a group of people make a Picasso painting? I don't know. Biology. This is a fun one. The cultivation of bacteria. Ooh, now we're talking. Tissue cells, etc. in an artificial medium containing nutrients. Ooh, I like that one. A culture. Bacteria, you know, maybe parasites. Maybe culture is parasitical. Is that a word? It is now. I'm stealing the word and I'm making my own. That literally is what culture is. Culture is taking credit for the hard work of others. It's pretending you had something to do with it. Dude, don't steal from my culture. That hairdo comes from my culture. Yeah, you didn't invent it, butt face. You waited until five other people had it before you got it. You waited until it was safe 
You haven't invented shit. And let's be honest. I'm not trying to criticize the people who don't invent shit. Because you don't have to. Not everybody can be a genius creator that can uh, invent something brand new. And there has to be somebody to use it or appreciate it. And that's fine. I'm not discounting a fan. Okay, if you're a fan of something or you like something or you're an appreciator or you're a consumer, you do get a pat on the back. A thank you for supporting it. You get all that stuff. What you don't get, though, is credit for coming up with the idea. You want to know who invented nachos? I'll tell you. His name was Ignacio Anaya. I know this because I absolutely love nachos. And at a certain point, I was thinking, I love Mexicans because I love nachos. And then I caught myself and thought, well, that's stupid. Who invented nachos? I want to know that person's name. You know, I want to know that one person's name. Who invented nachos? I don't want to give credit to a a million people who didn't invent it. Why would you do that? It's not even nice. It's rude. It's rude. It's like saying, who invented the car? White guys? White people? No, not white people. A guy. A person. Or maybe a small group of people working in conjunction with each other. So, yeah, Ignacio Anaya. And, of course, uh, Mexicans would know that Ignacio, shortened, is Nacho. Hey, Nacho, Ignacio, Ignacio, and Nacho, or how do you say that? I considered getting Ignacio Anaya's name uh, tattooed in Old English lettering across my uh, my very round, gushy gut. Um, because I can, there's a direct line between the shape of my belly and Ignacio Anaya. Yeah, he invented uh, nachos in a little town off uh, across the Texas border, a little shitty town, you know, just just right across the border. And uh, the story goes that uh, he had a little a little restaurant that was closed, and there were some American tourists that came over to his restaurant. He was a chef there, I think. Don't quote me; you can look it up yourself. But I'm, the gist of it is um, this is the lore. The gist of it is that. He uh, was closing up for the night, um, basically out of food. He put everything away, and somebody came in. They wanted food, and all he had was tortilla chips. Or he had some tortillas, he had some cheese, and he had some jalapenos, right? So he got creative, and he just cut the tortillas into triangles. He um, put some cheese on the tortillas, and then he put some jalapenos on the top. And there you go. That was your first nachos. I'm not so sure if the cheese was liquidy yet by then. But that was, it's said that that's where nachos first came about. The people loved them. They told told their friends and everybody went back and they all wanted Ignacio's uh, little chips and cheese and jalapenos. What a wonderful combination. By the way, just cheddar cheese and uh, jalapenos, it's just a fantastic combination. I don't care who you are. I can eat a whole can of just jalapenos if I've, if I've got some cheese to go with them. But Ignacio, congratulations Ignacio, and I'm glad that somebody 
Whether it was him or not, I'm glad that somebody took the time to figure out that there is a human being behind it. There's a human being behind the tortilla. Who was the first person to pound it out into a thing? I wish I knew their name. But no, what do we do as human beings? I'm speaking collectively because this is a collective conversation. There's this terrible tendency that people have to erase the um, hard efforts of individual people who contribute and to take credit for them. I've been annoyed by this my whole life. I caught myself, even as a kid, when I was a football fan, namely BYU, the Mormon University, when they were on top of the world with their um, football team. I remember one time saying, we won! And then catching myself and thinking, we? (laughs) We? We didn't do shit. I watched some other people won, and I had nothing to do with it. This is, of course, offensive to many fans. I've said this over the years. I have really bummed out a lot of people by correcting them when they say, we won. I say, no, we didn't. They did. You might have helped in some small way, I guess, by yelling through your television. I don't know. Buying tickets, I guess, is part of it. I'm willing to give you a sliver. I really am. I'm willing to give you a sliver, but not enough credit to actually control that creation or get upset when somebody else appropriates it because you're exactly appropriating it by claiming it as yours. You're literally doing that. The people, if there is a Mexican that said Mexicans created um, nachos, I would say no, Ignacio created nachos. Congratulations for him. And if you were there to support him, and I'm not going to deny that he is standing on the shoulders of giants, that person that invented the tortilla, the person that invented the oven, the person who uh, decided that cultivating jalapenos was a good idea, the person who dared to squeeze juice out of a cow's boob and to let it rot and then taste it. You know, and keep tasting it until it achieved just the perfect flavor. These are the people I love. And I don't really care where they came from. But these brave people that do these crazy... Can you imagine the first person that decided to crack open an egg and eat it? And then the person that cooked it this way and then cooked it that way. And then we just want to lump it into culture. And just erase these... Uh, individual efforts and just collectively say, oh, well, this group did that. No, no, no. That group didn't do it. Individuals do that shit. And the second you want to claim credit for it, you are guilty of appropriation. When you see somebody, Darren's cool haircut, and you decide, huh, I like that haircut. I'm going to try it out. You're culturally appropriating him whether his skin color matches you or not. You're appropriating Darren's cool haircut. Darren is the one that put his reputation on the line. He's the one that braved uh, that new product or making his hair stick up or laid flat or going to curl or whatever it is. And you, second, third, fourth hander, the one doing it and watering his idea down, you're an appropriator. That's what culture is. 
culture is seeing something you like and saying, well, God damn it, I like that too. And I'm going to try that out. Why? Well, because I'm busy and I don't have time to think of my own ideas. You know? Not everybody can do that. But goodness gracious, can we not give credit where it is due? And can we stop assigning all the wonderful individual efforts to culture? Even if you take all the people, let's, let's stick with Ignacio, right? Ignacio and the person who cultivated jalapenos and the person, who, and the pe- person or people, first you got the guy who dares to drink milk out of the boob of a cow right that's probably the first big thing how far who did that first and then the guy that decides well we could squeeze out a bunch instead of me just sucking on this little tit i can squeeze a bunch out and put it in a bucket or put it in a jar and or put it in multiple jars and oh shit one's going bad well i'm going to let it keep going bad i'm going to open up and sniff it you know so you got a, a few people in that chain Not a ton, certainly not a city's worth of people. But if you break down all of the things, the person who cultivated corn, the person that let the corn get hard, the person that ground the corn, the person that made the first tortilla, you know, the person that um, first fried the tortilla, the person that first, you know, baked. And, you know, the thing is, is what you'll find is that group of people is even smaller. Where I'm trying to intentionally expand the group of people to get credit but what really happens is you got guys like benjamin franklin and tesla and inventors and it's even on the level of cooks and chefs you have very few relatively few people who actually dare to do things differently and to create something new to not follow a recipe. So even if you are standing on the shoulders of giants, there's still a very small group of people who actually do something differently. Very few people will say, no, I'm going to leave my house with a different hairdo today, one that's going to get me marked and get me in trouble. And they get in trouble for weeks and months until finally somebody else adopts their idea. Same with music. Oh, that guy... That guy did it differently. The people who do it differently, and I'm not trying to be an Apple commercial, but they have to deal with a lot of fucking bullshit. When is a good idea ever immediately accepted? It's not. I'll bet you Ignacio had to deal with shit from the local, the other local restaurants. Critics say, oh, fucking nachos. You still do. Think about it. People still talk about, look down on people who like nachos. You got these foodies that love five-star restaurants. Well, guess what? They probably are talking shit about nachos. So old Ignacio Anaya, he probably had to deal with some bullshit. By the way, you know they have a nacho festival in October in, October in that city. I can't remember the name of the city, but look it up. I felt like going there one year. Maybe I will go there. I've seen some little postings of it, and it looks pretty pathetic. Like, it should be huge, in my opinion. It should be, uh, like, bigger than the Rose Bowl Parade, you know. But it's a shitty little town, and they have a hard time making it really big. And if you're from there, hey, no offense. Honestly, your party looks fun, and I mean, I'm meaning to come there, so don't think I'm talking shit. Look at this is where <laughs> that was the part where I imagine somebody, 
in that town is listening to my little podcast. That's pathetic. But yeah, so that's um that's a little bit of speaking about that. Um I don't know how I don't know how you would change a culture to make it more uh, appreciative of individual efforts because in that first uh, definition you see that it's culture is all about the collective. And boy collectivists really really want to downplay individual efforts. If you congratulate, if you try to go to anybody's culture, any little group, any, if they claim something from being their culture, like uh, a certain culture might take credit for a certain dance. If you want to go, hey, who did that dance first? Well, we don't know. Well, come on, who did it? Trace it back. You got some books, you know. Turns out it was probably some lady named Emily that did that dance first, you know. Why are you not giving her credit? Why are you taking credit for her dance? Why are you guys taking credit for the, these certain musicians? I mean, and it's easy to do because, you know, once one guy... Culture and genre are basically intertwined, aren't they? Don't you think? So once one guy makes this first ska song, you know... He, he does it, him and his little band, they get popular for it. Then a whole genre comes around, and then people say, well, I like ska. And so they're referencing all these people who are essentially building their thing off the back of the first guy. And the people in the bands, generally speaking, will probably reference back to the earliest things. Like, I was inspired by this guy. But then you get four or five different bands removed, and then the first guy's erased... And then they say, well, uh, Jamaicans invented it or whatever. And it's like, no, it wasn't this whole group of people that invented that. It was one guy did most of it and then everybody else built on top of it. I'm not a big fan of culture. I'm not. And I I get in trouble all the time because... Uh, for saying that, because I I know that there's uh, other bad people throughout time throughout time that have said similar things, but uh, who was it that said? You can Google this. I don't know who it was. When I hear the word culture, I reach for my gun. <laughs> and there's a uh, there's something to that quote. I don't know. I can't remember who who said it, but um, to me, when somebody does talk about culture, the idea of reaching for your gun is a good idea because. Usually those people are, in my estimation, and in reality, talking about collective theft of individual efforts. You know, we the people are claiming your work as ours. It no longer belongs to you. It belongs to me and my uh, and, and the people, the people who I deem uh, worthy. And nobody else gets to have it. Like, how dare you? Now I'm going to sound like Greta. How dare you? How dare you steal the dreams, the hopes and dreams of people and make them your own? Pretend like you had something to do with it, bigger than just liking it. You don't get credit for liking something. Well, I liked it first. You see how people do that, you know? Oh, I like those guys way before they had their second. Their first album is great. 
Oh, you liked them first, and you you want to get credit for liking something first. And you know what's funny is the people that want the credit the most are people who don't even share it. So they want to take credit for it. A band comes out, little hipster dude or whatever. This is it's predates hipsterdom by years. You, you find a little thing, you love it. Nobody else likes it. And by the way. I'm a little bit like that too. I love to discover um, things. Who doesn't? Treasures. It goes back forever. Discovering a treasure, discovering a good artist, discovering a good food, a good restaurant, whatever. Um, But a lot of times people want to take credit for it or they look down on, on late adopters or later adopters because they found it first. Yet when they found it, they didn't even sing its praises. It would be one thing if you found a secret thing and said, Hey, everybody, look at this amazing fucking thing. Blast it out, you know, like a, a DJ might, you know, uh, or, you know, a radio DJ or, or whatever, or a restaurant reviewer, you know, that would say, Oh, I found the best thing. They tweet about it. They get, every, get everybody else's attention. Then maybe you can sit back and go with a smile on your face and say, well, I helped. I discovered that and I promoted it. Uh, maybe a record label that found a little artist that was singing this and they put all their money and their backing behind it to push it forward. Maybe they can take partial credit for it, you know, because they put it into everybody's ears, you know. But you... Just the passive listener or the listener who is too cool to share? You, the one who wants to say, No, stop culturally appropriating my shit. You're stealing it. Why you gotta copy me? (laughs) You know, I've gotten that, I get that on the internet sometimes when, um, I find it really curious when people go, It's on the internet, you share something on the internet that's not even yours, right? Like a meme. You'll share a funny graphic and somebody will ask you if they can share it. And I think, what the fuck are you asking for? If, if I've shared it and it's not even mine, the whole internet is about sharing things, you know? Well, I don't know. Some people get mad. Yeah, some people do get mad. And you know what you call those people? Terrible fucking people. You know? Who said that to me recently? Who was it? Oh, my own brother. My own brother, and I love him to death, my little brother Stephen, uh, I started my podcast, and he thought, well, I want to do a podcast too, and he said to me, um, I said, I want to do a podcast too, and he goes, but I don't want you to think I'm copying you. I said, who gives a shit? I didn't invent, I didn't invent the podcast. I didn't. There are millions of people. But And he meant it in in good way, you know, because there is this pressure. Some people, it's the people that talk about cultural appropriation that create the environment of fear or the environment that you're not supposed to um, steal. I don't want to steal your idea. What do you mean you're not stealing my idea? If I share it, it becomes, that's the whole point is share. But what you do is build upon it. You don't want to share somebody or just copy somebody directly because then you're not contributing in anything, you know. But if you're contributing and you're building on top of something, then there you go. And I'm not even saying you have to be Ignacio. You don't need to be Ignacio. You don't need to, need to reinvent. You don't need to invent an entirely new dish. But I think you should try. Why not? But even a little 
thing that you add on because after Ignacio invented nachos, then somebody else went, ooh, I think we should put nachos with meat. Oh, how about some sour cream? Oh, how about an avocado? Each time somebody added a new thing, and it caught on because why it was good and they dared to do it where for some fucking reason and this I can never I can't quite figure out but for some reason most people don't have either the creativity or the balls or whatever it takes to just switch something up you know hey I'll throw an orange slice in there see what it's like ah didn't didn't taste good but most people won't do that. And, and evidence of that is cookbooks. People that follow a cookbook, I'm going, dude, you can glance at the fucking ingredients and then you just make your way from there once you have it. you know. But why not? If you've got a pan and it's hot and you've got ingredients, just start throwing them together. See what it tastes like. It's just weird how few people, relatively speaking, have any... Um, courage I don't know is it courage um, or desire to create and do something new I like to hope that it's there you know that's why I invented ping song and I invented all these little different games to trick people into tapping into what I believe is their creative force that I believe is in most people dormant from childhood like every child every kid you don't meet children who aren't creative. Like little tiny children, they're all creative. They're just trying stuff out. You know, they're little scientists. They throw dirt on here and it's a series of, you know, adults correcting them and saying, you know, you can't do that. I remember once I was uh, with, um, I was at a little camp and there was a little girl and I was having at this camp, I, um, make what I call a puerco de poncho, which is a pig in a blanket Mexican style, which is basically a hot dog rolled in a tortilla. And then I make a little cup of dipping sauce. By the way, um, I know other people have come up with, I've been doing this for years. I was the first. <laughs> Obviously, I wasn't the first. But um, I invented it on my own. I hadn't seen somebody else do it. So uh, literally... 20 years ago was the first time I wrapped a hot dog in a tortilla and then made a dipping sauce. And you can make dipping sauces out of anything. That you're, uh, You mix your nacho cheese with mustard, believe it or not, is really delicious. Um, everything that's good on a hot dog, you mix it into a dipping sauce and you dip it in. Anyway, I had this at the camp out and this little girl was probably about three and a half or four years old. And um, she looked at my puerco de pancho and she said, she was like, oh, I think I want one. I go, you want me to make you one? And her dad chimed in and her mom said, well, this isn't how you like it. He doesn't have a bun. He doesn't have this. And they were basically prepping her to be disappointed for that. She was absolutely happy to get the thing. But he, in his mind, was prepping her like, no, this isn't the way you eat a hot dog. It's not like a typical bun. And I was going, that's what happens. That's how you stifle the creativity of a child is by telling them, informing them of rules where rules don't even need to exist. There's obviously no rule uh, that says you have to put a hot dog in an inferior hot dog bun where you have to tilt your neck and basically break your neck to take a bite while everything falls out the top. You fucking roll that shit in a tortilla. It's superior. Motherfucker. 
And it really is too, because you can wrap some lettuce around it. I'm telling you, there meat, a tubular meat, a hot dog, is meant to go in a tortilla. But I digress. Point is, is I, I try to do my best to remind people that they can be inventive. They don't have to rely on culture. These little stupid rules that say, you are X, therefore these are the things you like. See, now I feel silly. You, you guys obviously know this. I bet you every single one of you has rolled your eyes when you heard the term cultural appropriation for the first time. When you've seen arguments. Everybody is tired of it. Culture is appropriation. It's absolutely kind of silly that there are two different words. It should just be called appropriation. My nation's appropriation is this. These are the things we've appropriated. The collections of things that you appropriate, that's called culture. Appropriation first, culture second. Anyway. That's enough of that. Thanks for listening.